I'll also, if I'm, if I'm not talking, I'm going to mute my mic just in case my kids sneak up behind me, but I'll try to keep an eye out for them. (laughs) Friends, I am so excited to be here with you today with my friend and brother in Christ, Steve. My kids and I met Steve and his beautiful wife, Kelly, and their two amazing daughters a few years ago through an incredible organization you may have heard me talk about before called CAMPS. CAMP stands for Christ as my personal savior. All of the teens and the staff that I've seen interact with Steve love his high energy, competitive nature, and his overwhelming love for Jesus. Welcome, Steve. Steve, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And also, since we are just about one year into this coronavirus pandemic, what is one thing that you liked about the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Uh, thanks for listening. Those that are listening, uh, appreciative to be here. Uh, humbled to be here. It's uh, always always a good time to be able to share my faith and my journey and, and just talk um, about life and everything going on. So appreciate it. Um, so yeah, my name is Steve. Uh, I uh, am married, as you said. I have two beautiful daughters. Um, and it's, it's uh, every day is a new adventure with my family. And it's always cool to see them grow and, and, you know, become more and more um, thoughtful individuals and, and see how they live life. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Corona has been, uh, it's been interesting. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's in a lot of ways, I think it's, it's sucked the life out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other ways, I think it's uh, gifted life to people. You know, I, I think um, me personally, I, I am a, a, a you know, a workaholic uh, in nature. I've always been that way. I've always been busy. I've always been on the go, um, own my own DJ and photo booth business in addition to having a full-time job and, and, you know, have always just stayed busy. Um, so to be told you can't come out of your house and you can't go out and do anything yep. uh, was challenging at first, but, but it became beautiful. You know, um, I, I was able to, aside from just my family and spending time with them, which has been an amazing blessing, like having more me time and just be able to like enjoy life, um, get outside and just do stuff. I took up golf, uh, which a lot of people did during, during COVID. I used to play in high school and then just never had time to play and uh, found myself being able to, you know, play in a league and just enjoy an activity and, and be outside and, and, and just have fun, you know, for me. And, uh, you know, aside from that, like, like I said, uh, just enjoying time with my family, being able to you know, be with them a lot more, spending time with them, weekends with them, making little trips here and there, obviously safe and, and, you know, COVID mindful, but being able to do stuff um, was something that I I wasn't able to do a a ton prior to COVID. So I think definitely, uh, you know, I feel that, that it allowed me to slow down in life. Um, I think the unfortunate thing though, that comes with COVID obviously is, you know, you see people go through it and you see people um, pass away from it and you, you hear about people and you, you know, people that have passed away um, as a result of COVID. And, you know, I think it, 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 it re resets you to um, the importance of life and the importance of spending time with those that you care about and those that you love. Um, you know, those that, that had to stay away from their grandparents for, you know, over a year now, like, appreciating those moments when you are with them as opposed to looking at them as like a chore mm-hmm. like oh we have to go over nana's house today like like now it's like oh i can't wait to get over there because you don't know if you're going to have to go a year without seeing that person again so i think i think you you um everybody hopefully looked at it that way where it, it reset their um the way they looked at spending time with people especially family members and, and those that you know love them and 
whether they realize it now or not, you know, uh, I know there were times when I was younger where I wanted nothing to do with spending time with like certain family members. And, and now it's, you know, it's, it's great to be able to see them now that we're starting to come out of it. So uh, I think those are the things that, that definitely are, are where um, Steve went through COVID and, and where I'm at now as a result of it. But, um, you know, really blessed to, um, you know, just, just have health in my family right now too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my wife and I were both working the whole time in person. So uh, for us to be able to go through it all and not ever get diagnosed with COVID, mm-hmm. um, I, though I, I think we probably got it at certain points with how we, we were, yep. you know, sick and everything, but yep. um, to be able to come out of it, um, you know, on the other side now, uh, still healthy and, you know, everybody in our, our household uh, doing well uh, was definitely a great blessing for sure. No, that's good. That's good. I, I similar to you, I've, I've oftentimes been go, go, go on the go. Right. Um, beginning of COVID, I right before COVID started, actually, right after snow camps in um, 2020, I uh, I got sick and I um, I started having migraines and um, dizzy spells and it forced me to be home. <laughs> and that's not something I was totally used to. You know, I always had my kids with me on the go and and the Lord has consistently said, you know, <laughs> ministries at home, too. <laughs> yeah, true. So, so true. even when we're doing something good, when we're out, it's you know, it's also very important to minister to our families. Um, they're number one first, right? Um, For sure. So, yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about your your journey, your walk with Jesus? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a um, it's been a fun and interesting one. I think the whole time, uh, and that that's always. I think how it is for everybody, at least when they internalize it. You know what I mean? And they may not um, necessarily be as vocal or share it, but you know, you gotta, you gotta look back at, at certain points and kind of chuckle, uh, when you're, when you're reviewing everything and, and where life has, has brought you and where, where your relationship with Christ has brought you. But, um, for me, it was funny. Like I, I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, you know, my mom taught religious education for us and everything. And it was one of those things that like, we went to church every Sunday and that was what we had to do. Um, but it, it wasn't like at home, we were like a super, super religious or prayerful family. Like we just went to church because that's what you do when you live in Boston and you're Irish Catholic, you go to church. Um, Same. And, yep. and yeah, and, that, and that's what it was like. It was like church and CCD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we had hockey and stuff, like we would have to, you know, find the nearest church to go to Done before that. or after hockey, you yep. know, and it's like, we went to some weird, ugly, like physically ugly churches, like the way they were like, it just wasn't home church. It was like this weird stuff. So you get to see the different like architecture and, mm-hmm. and, and priests and people, but, but it was all just like kind of forced fed religion. And, and that was just how we were growing up. And, um, you know, my, my older sister, my older brother kind of had the same, same setup where when they got confirmed, then it was, all right, well, now, you know, it's, it's your decision if you want to go to church or not, mm-hmm. you know, prior to confirmation, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a requirement, but now that you're confirmed, you can do what you want, which is, it's so twisted and funny looking back at it now. Mm-hmm. I've been a confirmation, you know, coordinator now. And it's like, wait a minute, confirmation is you confirming that you want to be a part of the church yeah. and be an active member. So you're forcing me to do that. And then after I do it, mm-hmm. if I want to go to church or not, it's my decision. It's, it's, it's just such a, a funny, twisted, um, you know, conversation when, when you look back at it. And 
the unfortunate thing now is like, you know, my, my parents definitely don't go to church, you know, anywhere near where they used to. My dad doesn't go to church at all. My mom occasionally will and stuff, but it's just, it's just interesting how, how things turn around. And I know the, some of the reasons why, um, you know, some of those things played out. Like I grew up in a, um, a separated household. Um, my parents were legally separated when I was young. They weren't divorced. They were legally separated. Mm -hmm. And it was at a time when separation and divorce was like, a taboo like nobody talked about it nobody focused on it so you know nobody knew that my parents were divorced or separated um they they just um you know when i'd have sleepovers we we'd tell people that my dad was at work or whatever but like my dad didn't live in my house since, as long as i can remember and um when i was actually in the beginning of like middle school high school um my mom who was like devoted religious education, you know, ran the Christmas pageant every year at the church, all this stuff. Um, she was, uh, she was told by the DRE that one of the classes coming up was on um, divorce and how divorce is a sin. And if you get divorced, you go to hell and all this other, you know, mm -hmm. stuff that, that the church was preaching at that time. Yep. And um, little did she know that, you know, in, in our own household, that that's, that's the map that we're on. That's, that's where we're headed. And though, Though they weren't divorced, it was it was you know legally separated for for various decisions at that time for them to do it that way. But that was where it was going, and there there was no coming back from that. So um, that broke my mom's heart, and that was one of the first things that um, really you know took the air out of the tires for her in in pushing religion for us. And you know then it became more like go to church, you know, on your own. Sometimes she'd come. I, sometimes I go with my grandparents. It, it varied, but then I got confirmed and it was like, all right, see you later church. Like I'm out of here type of thing. Um, and uh, I was in high school and I had this, this woman who was friends of the family. Um, she was my Spanish teacher in a public high school. Um, so hopefully I don't get her in trouble for, for flirting this out here, but I've talked about it before, but um, in a public high school setting, you know, she, she shared her faith and just who she was as a person. And, um, being a friend of my family's, she, she pushed and pushed and pushed to get me to go to camps, which wow. you talked about, um, you know, you talked about before, but, uh, it was, it was funny because I always turned her down and like, you know, she came to me in ninth grade. I was like, nah, I'm not going to this Jesus camp, whatever. <laughs> um, and then 10th grade, uh, the summer after 10th grade, same type of thing. I'm like, I'm not going. Like, I have no desire to go um, to this Jesus camp type of thing. So summer vacation comes, and it was actually the first vacation, the first summer vacation. I didn't have to go to summer school. I actually, you know, did the bare minimum that I needed to to, to deal with no summer school. Mm -hmm. And I was looking forward to having a summer. You know what I mean? Um, I was, you know, a, a, a punk, uh, you know, 14-year-old kid at the time, um, you know, drinking alcohol, smoking weed mm -hmm. like making horrible decisions hanging with with the wrong people hanging with older people that that would get me in trouble that i shouldn't have even been involved in um you know sleeping around with girls and stuff thinking i was the man yeah and um you know here's this 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 i, I love calling her a little old lady but that's what she is um she gets yep. mad at me but she's she'll always be my little old lady kept calling me every week in the summer she's like steve you gotta come to camp you gotta be there and i'm like huh no desire to go to Jesus camp. Like I'm going to enjoy my summer. She's like, well, how come you don't want to go? And I'm like, I just don't want to go. Like I, I got better things to do, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, every time she'd have a different like answer yeah. to my excuses. So probably like a month away from the camp or whatever, 
you know, I said, I said, look, like, you know, my, my parents don't have the money to send me. Like, I, I just, uh, it's not going to work. And uh, she called me up a few days later and she goes, Steve, she goes, you'll never guess what. She's like, you know, uh, we found somebody to donate the money to get you to mm-hmm. go to camp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I just really don't want to go. And she's like, come on, Steve. She goes, you know, someone's paying for you. So you don't have to pay for it. Your mom doesn't have to pay for it. You get to go up to New Hampshire for a week. You, you're going to be on a lake and there's going to be plenty of girls there. <laughs> and I got on the bus a couple of weeks later and um, <laughs> the rest is history with, with me getting to camps. But it was so funny. Like that was how she got me there. And, and she kept just pushing and pushing and pushing. And to this day, um, you know, if, if I had not had that woman in my life, mm-hmm. I, I, God only knows where, where I would be and, and where things, you know, would have ended up for me. I, I, I can, I, I can bet mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today and, and the things I have in my life for sure. You know what I mean? My, my two beautiful daughters, my wife, like my, just everything, my livelihood, like what I'm doing now, like I would not have any of it um, without, without her role in my life. And she mm-hmm. hates when I thank her. I thank her all the time for it. And and I really tell her, she's like, no, like it, it was God that did it. And I was like, yeah, but it was your yes to serve God. that did it. And, and I remind those who, who serve, you know, the church and, and serve Jesus all the time, like your yes to mm-hmm. doing the work is what enables Christ to work in people's hearts. Like you Amen. are the hands and feet of Christ. Amen. And yep. if you don't do that, who will? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, um, that was her for me in, in such a huge, powerful way. So when I got there, it was, it was kind of a funny vibe. Like if, if you could, you know, mentally picture this, um, I'm on this bus riding up to this camp and, and somebody had a picture of it recently. So I'm, I'm laughing because I could picture it. I had on these like long jean shorts that like went down past, like they, they were like almost like capris, I swear. And uh, I had on like a, a, a white, wife beater which isn't even politically correct to call them that but that's what it was at the time yeah and I had this yeah you know like I had this like big old chain and I had a pink trucker hat on sideways and like oh my gosh I started hitting on girls the minute I got on the bus actually the hat the pink trucker hat that's in the picture came from a girl on the bus that I had already started like talking to and stuff so I get off the bus I think I'm like the coolest kid in school yeah and uh you know I, I get off and and I go over the basketball court, you know, I get, I find my comfort zone. I go over there and, and start hanging out. And, um, these kids come up to me and, and I'll never forget it. They, they're like, you don't really seem like the type of person that would come to Jesus camp. And in my head, I'm like, what does that person look like then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. there's a, there's a standard for what you're supposed yep. to look like. This sounds twisted already. So, um, so that was day one. Um, but you know, it carried on it. Yeah. There were kids there. Like I, I made some friends. It was cool to, to chop it up with people and, and have fun. And, um, there were some, some interesting things, fun games, activities. Like I was very engaged at times. Other times I was like, ah, like, I don't really get this vibe type of thing, but you know, it wasn't like open up your Bibles and just read, you know, verbatim. It was, it was people spending time with people and, and hearing about their journeys, uh, and their relationship with the Lord. So it was, it was different for me because I'd always heard, religion and, yep. and and catechism and mm-hmm. you know that like I didn't hear about people's journey so much mm-hmm. uh, and if I did I didn't pay attention because mm-hmm. of just the way it was presented yep so um I'll never forget halfway through the week we had this speaker come in and uh, his name was Daryl Scott 
Mm. His daughters, Rachel Joy Scott, one of the girls killed at Columbine High School for saying that she believed in Jesus Christ. Wow. And I'm sitting there and um, just the story, like things that she talked about, things that she wrote in her in her Bible, uh, not her Bible, sorry, her, her diary, um, pictures that she drew, like she she knew she she had these feelings that something was going to happen that her her life was going to end earlier than it mm-hmm. should have and and that you know she was okay with it because she knew that god had a plan for her and, mm-hmm. and she wrote a prayer in her diary about how that you know she she hopes that god uses her her story to impact the lives of millions right mm-hmm. and like all this stuff like and and then when you hear like you know, she was asked if she believed in Jesus Christ, knowing that this kid was going to pull the trigger of a right. gun. Right. I I lost it and I didn't know why. And I, you know, I'm not the type of person that cries even to this day. It drives my wife nuts. Like I, I don't get emotional. I don't cry about stuff. I cried for like an hour and a half and I just couldn't understand what was going on and, and what was coming over me. But what I knew was I wanted to figure out what she knew. And I wanted to feel what she felt that led her to a point where that was how she was okay, you know, with, with having that conviction to, to be able to, to really be a martyr of her, you know, with her faith in that moment. And it, it baffled me, this is, you know, this is a, a young, you know, 16, 17 year old girl, however old she was at the time. And like, like you, you don't know Jesus. You've never seen him. You've never met him. You never shook his hand. You've never talked to the dude. Like, how did you feel that that was the right answer? And, and who knows, you know, maybe they would have pulled the trigger even if she said, no, I don't believe in Jesus. But like she said, yes. And again, it was that, that yes. And it always, to me, it always comes back to that. Yes. Right. And your yes to, to, to your relationship, your walk with the Lord, your, your service of, you know, to the Lord. So it's, it, it was, it was really overwhelming and, and, you know, I said, I need to figure out what this girl figured out. So the next year after we left camp, I, I, I did that. I went to different youth groups and, and now I went to church because I wanted to, not because I had to. And I would go to different youth groups and meet up with people um, and hear different stories and talk about things. And I would have my own prayer life, but I was doing it kind of half in, half out. Mm-hmm. And I was living this life where I was still doing what I was doing, you know, in my hometown. And, yeah. and, and then I would go to other other towns yep. and hang out with church friends, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I did that that life for a year. And um, obviously dangerous. You know, you're still doing yeah. things that you shouldn't be doing. You're still um, getting twisted. And, and it was funny. There were times when, like, I would purposefully come in, like, and just tell my youth minister, what I did last night or, you know, because I wanted, honestly, like, I think I was challenging him to just give up on. Mm -hmm. And and there was never that it was, it was always just, that's all right. You know, we all fall down, we all get back up and and we, we brush our, you know, shorts off and we keep on moving type of thing. And, you know, that type of um, just push and motivation in my life helped, helped get me to a point where other people weren't going to give up on me. So I wasn't going to give up on Mm. And the next summer, same type of thing happened, went back to the camp, uh, a lot of great engaging speakers. And, and I, I, at that point kind of got the, you got to make some hard decisions and stop hanging out with, you know, certain people and, and start, you know, focusing on this more. And sure enough, you know, my senior year in high school, which was really difficult to do, I, I really stopped hanging out with people in my hometown, you know, aside from like kids that I played sports with, like, I didn't really have a lot of like friends that I would spend time with it was like 
going to different church things. So like there was one point my senior year in high school where like Monday night I was at a prayer group in Dedham and Tuesday nights I was helping um, run a religious ed class in Randolph. Wednesday nights I was doing another, you know, youth group in a different town. Like every, every night was something church related. And like, I think I was going to maybe like two or three masses every Sunday in different towns, you know, with, with different groups of people. And that was, that was just what I did. And, and, you know, I, I allowed my relationship um, with God to just grow so much bigger and my prayer life became, you know, way more important. And um, right after I graduated high school, I, I went to college for a semester and then I ended up taking on a job as a, as a full-time um, youth minister. And then I got into youth ministry at a really young age working for the church, which, um, you know, was a fun experience. I did that for a few years. Um, obviously I'm still in youth ministry with, within camps and, and other organizations, but I did that as like a full-time job. And, and I think when you do, when you do religion as a job, as opposed to um, a decision, it's, it's different, you know, because you're, you're leading prayer as a job, mm. but then you got to remember to still have your own prayer life and, right. and to still not be the leader and not be the director of it all, but to, but to take that time for you. So it was, it was really challenging and difficult. I think there were, you know, other um, behind the scenes things that I was exposed to that you didn't know about before working at a church where you see things differently and you get disappointed and stuff. And, and unfortunately I was, I was also at a very young age still and immature. So like, I probably didn't make the best decisions and handle what I was exposed to the right way. And, mm -hmm. and, and just how, how I saw things. And, and instead of being an adult that thought it through, I was kind of still a kid and was like, well, that's stupid or that's this. And, and just looked at it weird. So mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of that, that period of, of my life. Um, and then, you know, coming back to the, the place of, um, serving God, because I want to serve God, because mm -hmm. again, going back to that, you know, if, if I don't do it, who will, mm -hmm. and there have, though there have been things and there have been people that have disappointed me, I've continued to come back to the rationale that, okay, but if I don't continue to do what I'm doing, who's going to be there to talk to the next Steve when he shows up and needs somebody to, to walk with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, that's just where I've continued to go with, with my, my, my faith journey is, is really about honestly, you know, being there for people and their needs and, and helping be um, Christ's ears and Christ's heart for that person in those moments and, and not being a person of judgment or, you know, um, wrath but being a person of love and, and support and understanding. And, and to your point, I, I think doing it with a, a charisma and an energy that frightens people at times, you know, um, I, I remember, and again, it's twisted when you hear some of this stuff, but when I was working at a Catholic church, I had a boss um, for a very short period of time and he came down to one of our nights and, and I was preaching on, on something that night. I don't even remember, but he comes up to me and he has this like grin on his face and he's chuckling to himself. And he goes, that was really awesome. Like you have so much energy. He's like, like you, you really need to be like, you, you should belong to the Baptist church. And I'm like, wait, what? And, and it, it was like, it was like a compliment, but at the same point, it was like, you don't belong here. You belong somewhere else because you're too energetic and, and, you know, I, I just didn't get it. And it, yeah, it, sure. it made me laugh. And it's like, you know, that's 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 the stuff about um, churches 
yeah and 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 man run institutions that yeah. that at times blocks jesus christ yes and and yeah. Um, I don't say that in any ill ill feeling towards any denomination, but sometimes we just got to get out of God's way totally. and, and, and let him do things. And, and we don't, and, and it's, it's comical, but it's, um, it's, it's also um, detracting, mm-hmm. you know, from, from Christ. And it's unfortunate because I think there are so many people that step away from jesus because they're stepping away from a church or they're stepping away from a pastor or they're stepping away from a music ministry organization that they didn't like or they're stepping away from a a a church that was boring or whatever it may be people put their faith in the hands of institutions and people Mm -hmm. and not in jesus christ and and that's where um you know, I, I think I was exposed to a lot of just interesting uh, viewpoints to be able to kind of see and, and look and understand that. But, you know, I, I also myself was just distracted by those same things at times, too, and, and, and step away at times. And I think every so often you got to reset yourself to, to remember what the main thing is, you know, and, and yeah, that that's just kind of how how I've always been, you know, and, and, and my life will I know continue in that way. Um, and there will continue to be struggles and there will continue to be really good days. And, you know, I I always will need to get reset. I will always need to be reminded, you know, why I I have such a blessed life. Mm -hmm. And when things are going good, not to just carry on every day because things are so good, like take the time to thank the one who allows things to be so good. And, um, yeah. And I think, I think that's just, me in a nutshell and, and, and how I've, I've journeyed and how I'll continue to journey. And, and again, if I can be uh, just a, 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 a quick yes mm-hmm. in somebody else's journey to, to just aid in the journey and, and be there, then, then that, that's what I'm called to do. And, and I think for the most part, that's with, you know, with teenagers, I, I love working with teenagers. I think because I was a teenager when, when I needed to be saved and when people, yep you know, spent the time with me. And, and again, I'm so grateful for um, those examples in my life that if they weren't there, God knows where I'd be. And, and mm-hmm. that's why I think it's, it's such an important thing for me to uh, be able to be present for those, you know, at such a um, vital part in their life when they're trying to figure things out and look at things and they need, you know, they need love and understanding and, and um, support. And, and that's where, you know, my, my involvement in youth ministry has been and will continue to be uh, because of what youth ministry was for me when I was that age. Russia, Russia. Steve, that's an incredible story. I, I can see so many similarities between our stories too. And I think I told you before, you know, each person that's on here, it's, be, you know, it's because the Lord put you on my heart, you know, um, yeah. to, and it's just, you know, between, um, divorce because I am divorced and, and that, and, and I think looking, looking at the, the church and, and seeing for me, seeing a building for so many years, you know, saying Mm -hmm. the church is a building and then learning that the church is, is Christ's body. And it's, it's not a building, right. It's, it's, it's people, like you said, the you know, and people that, and thank God for the people that said yes in your life and my life to, 
to just said yes to Jesus um, to help us and, and guide us and mentor us and just keep saying, keep saying yes to him. Um, Steve, as, as a parent, you have two beautiful young girls. um, And uh, what would you say, you know, you were raised by a single mom. um, And as you know, I'm a single mom of two teenagers. What, um, you know, you have a great perspective. What, what would you say, um, you know, what advice would you give, you know, I guess to any parents um, who are listening, you know, and just, and I think with keeping, I love how you said, you know, the mentality of like, it's about Jesus. It's, 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 it's hard. I've been so many times for so many years was caught in the go to church on Sunday, go to church on Sunday. I I lived the, you know, get a basketball game here. We're going to find a church here. You know, church wasn't even in English and well, that was an experience. And, but you know, (laughs) now it's, you know, we actually thank, thank the Lord, you know, that, that all, all three of us, we want to go to church, right? We have a home church. We want to go there. Um, and it's, it's, but it's easy to get caught in that like religious mentality. Mm. What advice would you give to parents um, on how to not, how to not get stuck in that religious, you know, box? I think is probably a good way to say it. It's tough. That's a that's a good question. I, you know, I, I think it's um. Mask I'll start, myself too. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll start by saying. <laughs> yep. I'll start by saying I am I am nervous. You know, I am nervous yeah. for the future and scared. You know. Um, for just what what the future is gonna um, hold in, in the direction of society um, and 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 I pray to God that that there is a um, a shakeup that will allow individuals to change opinions and values and and morals and and, and reset um, their hearts mm. you know really is, is what it is and um, Cause it's only going to make things tougher for, for those um, that are around them, you know? So I, I think that's, that's just where I think my head's at with, with thinking about the future. I think, you know, for me as a parent and, and for parents, you, you can only do so much, right. You can, you know, you can, you can educate and you can push and you can try to um, instill um, those values and that faith in your, in your children. But at the end of the day, they're going to choose the path that they walk. And, and I think what's so important, and I, I say this now, and, and I hope and pray, and, and please join me in praying this for the rest of my life, that I will always be able to, to look at it this way, where mm. I will always support my kids regardless of where they are. And I, I, won't, be, um, I won't be one of those parents that tries to fight and, and push those types of things. Like, obviously, I'm always going to have those educational conversations and, and share my opinions. And, but I, I, you know, when you push people past their limit then then mm-hmm. they, they, they move away and, mm-hmm. and they distance themselves. And I've seen so many times where, um, you know, families are separated or, or, you know, parents from their kids and even myself, like there've been points where I don't have conversations with my mom and, and, you know, you go through things and you're like, that's not the way you can be living life, you know, without those people in your life. And, and you got to be able to support them and love them and, and be there for them, regardless of those decisions and choices they make, but trying to educate them and, and to get them to be um, 
obviously faithful people that are, you know, that are, that are good, kind hearted people. And, you know, obviously educating them, bringing them to church. And, and those are, those are steps you can do it. But I think primarily it's going to be through your actions as a parent too, you know, and and how you treat people in the world. And, um, you know, I, I try to be that example to my kids. Um, and, and, you know, otherwise they're going to be open to the examples of the world and they're going to be, um, you know, how I treat their mother is going to be how they expect to be treated by boyfriends in in middle school and in high school. And how I treat homeless people when I walk by them is, is, you know, potentially how they're going to treat homeless people around them or, or people in general around them, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way that I interact and live my life. So I think it starts there and it starts there at a really young, early age, because that example is going to be what, what they learn and what they see. Mm. Um, and then they learn right from wrong and they learn, you know, how to make good choices. But I think from, from a religious slash, um, relationship with Jesus standpoint, part of it, part of it has to come down to, um, when we do talk about church, right. Cause you know, though, though the, there are different denominations and, and they will preach different things, I think you, you, it's very um, important to, to go to a church where you're fed mm, um, yes. when, when we're talking about, you know, finding a church. And regardless of the denomination, I think there are going to be churches within that denomination that feed really well. And then there are going to be others that, that don't feed really well. And I think that, um, you, you know, you got to find a place that's going to be rooted in scripture and, and sharing scripture and the truth and, um, you know, has that, that presentation of, of Jesus and, and brings Jesus to you. Yeah. And if, if you don't go somewhere where Jesus is being brought to you, then I think that's, that's one of the steps as a family to be able to say, Hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta change this and, and whether it's not changing denominations like just look at a church around you same denomination church around you or maybe it is different denomination um but but you have to you have to chase jesus mm-hmm. and 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 i say that in you know he's always going to be there for you and, and and you don't have to go far to find him obviously but you have to go to places where Jesus dwells. And Mm -hmm. and sometimes, unfortunately, even if it is a place that Jesus's name is written on the walls, maybe he doesn't dwell there and, and, and how um, he's brought and presented, Mm. you know? Um, And I think that's something that's really important. You know what I mean? Uh, To to find a a place where you can be fed um, spiritually and, and motivated in your faith, um, to be able to go out into the world and, and continue to be that Jesus to others and, and not have Jesus just remain in the confines of that building, Yep. you know? And, and I think, um, I think that's something that's important for families to be able to do and then go out and live it and, and not just hear it, you know? And I think those, those are, are probably the important things that I would say uh, for families. And then again, you know, once your kids get to that age, you know, you, you got to have some of those battles and struggles, but, you always got to be there to love and support. Otherwise, what are you, what are you preaching? You know what I mean? If, if we're not talking about love and support, um, you know, and mercy and, and forgiveness, um, it's, you know, it, none of this matters, you know, if, if, if we're not going to live it out. So I think that's where, 
that's where I'd say for uh, parents that that it's 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 all about trying to find where where Jesus is and and get Jesus brought to you and to your kids and and then be that example out in the world uh, for your kids but for for your neighbor around you too you know and that's how I think it's gonna best set um, you up and and your families up and your kids up for for that um, type of relationship and uh, life. That's good. That's good. That's a good word right there. Um, it, you're so right about finding um, a church that feeds you. Um, a, a story for another day is the church where we are now is 100% an answered prayer. And mm-hmm. I will continue to say that so that I don't forget it. And I thank God yeah. I'm every, every time. For sure. Um, for sure. So um, one clarification though, because okay. I, I do always I do always feel like when I say this, I I, I do I want to make it clear because I've debated so many people on this sometimes sure. too. Like I think there are some people that are fed by the lights, camera, and action. Sure. Right. Yeah. If if you got if you got a, a a pastor with a personality and a worship band that's amazing and you know, oh we have we have, you know, strobe lights and we have PowerPoint presentations that are amazing. That's not Jesus. That's not what I mean by being fed. You know what I mean? That's that's not what I mean by being fed. So that exactly. So that's that's where it's now. Now don't get me wrong, all those things are important, but yeah, because because here's what happens, you know, and I've seen it happen, and I've been involved in programs like that. Um when the pastor leaves, yeah, when the music is off, which right now COVID ain't in a lot of places singing in churches, but you know, when when you have these types of setups where's Jesus? Absolutely. And, and, and that's, and that's where, um, yeah, you just gotta be careful. That's all. Cause yep. some people are like, Absolutely. Oh, the music's great. Like, Oh, why do you go to church there? Cause the music's great. All right, cool. But tell me about Jesus. Like, you know what I'm I mean? Sure. Like that's yep. where you just gotta be careful on that. But yes. Absolutely. But yes. Absolutely. To, yeah. To your point, it's, you know, Jesus is always pursuing us. Right. But mm. it, it's a relationship. So it's yeah. gotta be, you know, we gotta be pursuing him too. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Looking to him. And looking to him, Steve. This was this was so good. This was so good. Do you mind? Um, do you mind praying us out? Yeah, absolutely, not a problem at all. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just we thank you Jesus. for the opportunity to turn attention towards you um, during this time, and and to just have conversation about how great you are, and and how great you've blessed our lives, and and moved our lives, and moved in our lives, Lord. And we just ask you to continue to do that. Continue to bless um, us, our families those around us, um, those who we encounter. Um, on the good days, Lord, we thank you. And on the bad days, we ask you to just strengthen us to still be you to those we encounter. And, and Lord, I, I pray that if I may ever be one of few examples of you in somebody's life, that I do a good job representing you and being you to that person. Um, I ask you to just heal us, Lord, we're going through so much right now as, as a society that, that we need, um, we need more people saying yes to, to serving you, to loving you, to knowing you, to being in relationship with you and, and to be you to other people, Lord. And, and I, I think there's confusion with what that means to some people and some that follow you, but, but don't present or represent you in, in, in those they encounter. And, and I just ask you to heal, heal the hearts, Lord. Um, 
and just continue to be with us. Uh, we thank you, you know, again, for, for all the many blessings we have in our lives. And we ask you to continue to bless us and to continue to heal us and continue to watch over our loved ones. We love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Amen.